Today's episode is presented by Clark's. Clark's story began almost 200 years ago when Cyrus and James Clark made a slipper from sheepskin. At the time, it was groundbreaking, a combination of invention and craftsmanship that's remained at the heart of what Clark's does. From the very beginning, Clark's has always thought differently. Brilliant ideas are what set Clark's apart. We are teaming up with Clark's and Podgo to bring you up to 30% off of select items, including one of the iconic Clark's Desert boots by going to podgo.co slash Clark's. That's podgo.co slash Clark's. Welcome to another episode of the So-Called Oreos podcast, the podcast where we discuss all the awkwardness, hardships, and hilarity that come along with society labeling you white on the inside and black on the outside, also known as an Oreo. I'm Janae Price here with Kia Swinton and Amari Pollard. How's everyone's week been? How's everyone doing? How's everyone feeling? Oh, and we're recording this the day after Valentine's Day. So are we all feeling full of love? Do we want to talk about Valentine's Day first? Do we want to wait or do what we did? Say what we did for Valentine's Day? I don't know. Yeah, we can talk about it. Yeah, we could say what we did for Valentine's Day. I'm cool with that. I did nothing. Um, (laughs) I just watched as many rom-coms as possible. I made myself some lemon squares. I bought my parents dinner, um, which was like also inspired by Kia because Kia was like, oh, I'm thinking about doing something nice for my parents. I'm like, shit, I should do something nice for my parents too. And then I was like, oh, they like did house me for two months for free and fed me and took care of me. So the least I can do is buy them some dinner. so I bought them dinner and then my mom I was talking to my mom and I don't remember, I don't remember if this happened. So it's debatable. I don't know if it's the truth, but she said that last year she gave me something for Valentine's day. And I said, mom, thank you. But like, I just want someone from like, I want something from a lover. So like, don't do this anymore. And I was like, why would I, I was like, why would I say that? I was really upset that oh, I didn't she get any- said, she said that you said that. Yeah. And so I was like, I was like, I was expecting flowers or like some package to come and nothing came. And my mom was like, you did this to yourself. And I was like, <laughs> oh, I want to touch on that later in the episode. Cause I think I wrote something down about, about like that dynamic. Um, <laughs> of, like, mean family. It. Yeah. <laughs> I like, sometimes I forget, I guess, well, I guess it's COVID. So sometimes I forget like what day is any day. Um, so I was like, oh yeah, it's Valentine's day. So I, um, what did I do? Uh, oh yeah, I got my parents something, um, and they got me something as usual, which is very nice. And um, I got Shake Shack on Saturday, so I could eat on Sunday, which is my favorite thing. So I was very excited about that. And I watched um, the movie that Amari recommended, Namaste Wahala. What did you think? Because I I watched that last night and yeah. I couldn't. <laughs> oh, you didn't get through it. No, I, I, I forced myself to watch it, but I was oh, okay. just like, this so, is too much. Yeah. If you guys don't know the movie, it's on Netflix. I watched it. I I watched it like a Netflix party with my two Nigerian friends because I knew it was like a Nigerian and it took place in, like, they said Lagos. Um, so it's about like an Indian man and a Nigerian woman who fall in love and their parents are like really fucked up to be honest and yeah so I didn't know it was a Niger- uh, like a Nollywood film I didn't know that I thought I, I guess because I just couldn't get that from the trailer 
And like I know on Twitter, it's always like there's like snippets of like Nigerian films because they're like over dramatic, and it's like so. This is my first one I really watched in full, and so every time I just kept saying, "This is dramatic. This is dramatic." My Nigerian friends are like, "Yeah, it's Nigerian film. <laughs> it's Nigerian, um, and it's." Bollywood, like two of the most dramatic things. Ever. Yeah, and ev- like the editing is just like every time they talk, they're like, dun, dun. <laughs> like it's just. <laughs> uh, it was. I thought it was funny. I could get through. A- I told my friend about it. She's white, so I guess that's probably why she wasn't expecting like the whole dramatic. She was like, I can't, I can't do this. I was like, I understand if you weren't prepared for a Nigerian film, but I thought it was still cute. I, I would have left. I would have left that man. Uh, that's just me. I feel like they were both it was like a back and forth of like not doing things right but I I hope that like we can not that maybe sounds bad but like I do think it like the conversation around interracial coupling particularly with white without white people is really important and also I think when you look at like how big of an influence like Indian culture and Nigerian culture are I want like another version of this movie that's a little bit more serious like americanized that sounds really bad not even americanized but i just want it less dramatic so like we can actually focus on the storyline because it just felt so parody like i'm like these are actually important things that like should be discussed more and it's not not in nollywood bollywood you're not gonna like i feel like it's not meant to be like sullen or more you know, I guess kind of like take that aspect and bring it to American film because American film is just very not progressive still in a way. Um, yeah, I think I think the whole time I was just like, bro, I would not be doing this like three months and all this. No, I'm out. I'm not doing this. <laughs> I don't love you that much. How long was it? Because I had a, a small period of watching Bollywood movies and they're like dead ass three hours long. Oh no, this was only like an hour and a half. Oh, it was only an hour and a half. It was an hour. It was an hour. I'll have okay. to watch it. Yeah. It actually moved kind of quickly. I was surprised. Yeah. Okay. I'll definitely have to watch it. than that. Yeah. You, yeah. I think, I think if you're like prepared to watch like dramatic stuff, you, you would like it. But if you're not and you're like, I hate cheesy things and you're not going to like it. Um, but it is interesting if we could see more of that, like interracial, that's not um, also not focused on race. Like, I don't know if anyone watched. Um, Sorry for your loss on Facebook. Watch. It's a great show. It's with Elizabeth Olsen. And everyone's talking about her because WandaVision, but she's always been a great actress, but she's in that and she dates a black man and something about the chemistry. It just like makes sense. And it's not like the show's not about like race. And I just love how they did it. Like they touched on it a little bit, but like they made it so much more like deeper than that. And like it just she wasn't like a fetishizing white woman, which I liked because I was like, oh, I don't know how I feel about this. But like they did a really good job and it was like a really good chemistry. And we were talking about this before with um what's his name childish gambino and i don't know the white woman's name that they're trying phoebe. to make for mr mrs i always get her mixed up with the singer phoebe but um she does flea bag yeah they're trying to make them mr and mrs smith and everyone's like we don't want to see this this is weird and it's just not a good casting but this was like a good like interracial like casting like it just like they have good chemistry it's not fetishizing it like makes sense so i feel like people need to do that <laughs> I understand what you're saying, but I'm also like, don't care to see another white woman fall in love with a black dude or like anyone fall in love with a white person. Because the like I get like, like, that's great that that wasn't the sole focus of their relationship. But we've already gotten to see that so many times where it's like, why do why must we continue to act like interracial coupling only happens between like 
black and white people. Yeah. And I think you can do that same thing with like, you know, someone who comes from a Mexican background and then someone else who comes from like an Asian background. I feel like that to me, that's just like more, more interesting. I just feel like maybe Hollywood's like, I know how they always like, people don't want to see that when they do, but that's just how Hollywood is. You know, I think it's all like a numbers game. Um, And I wanted to say something about the dramatics. I'm all for dramatics because y'all know, I watch Korean dramas, C dramas, J dramas. They are the most dramatic things that you will ever see. So I'm all for the dramatics, all for it. Good point. I remember in high school, I was thinking back about this when I took Spanish class, they made us watch this teen. It was like the, it, it, it was called Rebel Day. And the closest, um, thing I could compare it to was like Degrassi, but like out of Mexico, but this was like some wild crap. And I was like, yo. Oh yeah, those are, the telenovelas are so dramatic too. It's just like over the top. Um, but yeah, I watched that. And then I FaceTime with my friends who I haven't FaceTime with like since I saw them back in like before I moved to so like October. And we just stayed on FaceTime for like three hours. It was really nice. And I also, we started talking about dating and it just, it made me realize some things where I was like, I'm really glad I had this FaceTime. Um, cause I, I realized that like, I need to, if I want something, I need to like put myself out there more, which I'm like, okay, fair. I haven't really been doing this because I was like, yeah, on average, I talked to two guys a year and they were like, that's really low. And I was like, oh, I guess I never, <laughs> I never really thought about like that. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. I had, I had a moment. I had a moment yesterday. Okay. My Valentine's day, I went to long Island. My brother was in town saw um his sister no oh my god wow (laughs) my brother's wife's family Mm -hmm. saw them they all live on long island i also got my nails done on saturday amari paid for it as like a birthday present thank you that's nice Um, i was really late in the birthday department (laughs) totally fine totally fine you did more than you had to so i was on my way home from Long Island. And if you guys don't know, getting from Brooklyn to Long Island and vice versa is very long and it's a pain in the ass. So I finally got back to Brooklyn and I ended up in Bushwick and I saw this wine shop and I'm like, it's Valentine's Day. I'll get me a bottle of wine. And the wine shop looked really cute. So I went in and I started talking to one of the guys uh, who works there uh, about how like I know nothing about wine and I'm so bad at it. And then suddenly I remembered that this same wine shop is in bed near my apartment. And this guy I've talked to before because I remembered his eyes. Now, mind you, it's COVID. We're all wearing masks. So the first time I saw him, I was like, he's hot. I can't see the second, I can't see the bottom half of his face, but I know he is attractive. And he just like was really keeping eye contact. Like he was keeping it more than he needed to in a way that made me feel like, hmm. So that was the first time I went to the wine shop. Now this time coming back from Long Island in Bushwick in this wine shop, I'm like, huh, this is familiar, but I haven't been here. And I was like, huh, I have been to this wine shop. Huh, I have talked to this guy before. Huh. So I made a promise to myself that next time I go to this wine shop, I'm going to hit on him. Jake, I thought you were going to tell me that you did that in that moment. Oh, no. Why no. not? Because it was all happening so fast. And it was all like, as I'm talking to him, I'm like, he looks familiar. This amount of eye contact. Huh? Can you Do go I back this weekend? 
this is your meat this is your meat cue that's so much i was thinking about like giving it like a week or two you don't know where his life will lead you know if he'll still be around you're right you're right he could be moving yeah you gotta just go for it i know it's easier to down because i say that all the time and i can do it (laughs) i can do it if, if i need if i get like the push from the guy like if we're like in line and i'm like and then we have a combo i can I, I I know what to do, but I'm not like a go up to you. But I know like a lot of girls will say like go to them and say like, wow, I really like like or I really like your shirt or something. It does a lot because no one goes up to guys. So when they hear it, they're like me. And so it's like a bigger deal versus like when we get compliments. So I'm like, yeah, I should try that. It's annoying that co- like I want to do all this stuff in COVID now. Um, so it's like, yeah, I'm not going to go on apps like in the winter. I'm not going to meet up with people. I'm not going to like do all that stuff right now. But I'm like spring. I will try to go out more. I will try to hit on people if I think they're nice with the mask on and I will try to date more. And I'm like, yeah, this is partially my fault. So I, I can do a little more. Um, and then I was talking about someone else with them. And then I was just like, oh, yeah, I'm kind of like fed up with this person <laughs> a little bit. And I was like, I'm glad we have this FaceTime. I'm having all these like epiphanies today. That was me and my sister on Friday. And I feel like I know who you're talking about. Um, and we're, and we didn't like, we didn't even start on that topic. I don't even know what we had talked about. And then it had like spiraled into it. And I was like, you know, when you, when you realize that you've been dumb and like, you and like, you just like think of all the things that you've been, then I just started to get angry. I'm like, I've been putting myself through all of this. Just like willingly. Sometimes it be like I mean, great. Sometimes it be like that. You have all these epiphanies and you like, damn, I've been dumb. I've been taken advantage of. Yeah. When they when I was telling them all the stuff and they were like they were just like their face kind of like went blank on the FaceTime and I was like, Well, when you put it like that, now I'm mad. Now I'm mad about the situation. Like I didn't think it was bad. It wasn't too bad, but I was just like, oh, you're right. I'm actually getting like a little annoyed by this like situation. As I said, but now and now the key is, what do you do with that realization? Because I realized I had that on Friday, and I was like, I already knew, but it's like it was just more. It just got me more annoyed. Mm. So I did say I was just like, I'm not putting energy to the situation um and i'm not getting my hopes up either like i think i'm kind of just like i'm not like stupid not like oh my god it can work out because i know it's not it is what it is i'm not stupid and i'm not going to put like energy to it either so it's just like what happens happens but when i find my real boo i will leave everyone else behind just know that's coming i'm just waiting for it to happen but i can't wait till it happens i could just be like i'm good thank you for your time um should we move on to the patreon which we have which people should sign up for because it's great you want to talk to us and get to know us more we're some entertaining girls i mean that's why you're here listening to us right i mean um, also, you can buy our merch. Um, I know Kia is is rocking with the Sko mug right now, which is really cute. Ooh, Sko, Sko, Sko. Um, and also follow us on our socials everywhere at so-called Oreos. Amari B curating the hell out of our Instagram page. Professional, professional Pro- work. Professional. And Kia be going hard as hell on Twitter, starting war with people. Be pretty funny. Ay, ay, ay. Pretty funny. So like. <laughs> Pay attention to us, support us, love us, and help us come up with content that you like because we're here for you. Here for y'all. I'm telling you, our socials are top notch, bro. Top notch. These hoes can never. 
Um, should we move on to this week in Black history? Still Black History Month, gang, gang. Um, okay, so February 23rd, 1979, Frank E. Peterson Jr. was named the first Black general in the Marine Corps. Then February 26, 2020, Ramona Hood became uh, FedEx's first African-American CEO. 29 years ago, she was um, 19 years old and she was a single mother searching for a consistent day job to support her and her six-week-old daughter. Um, and she was also taking night classes. So her story is really interesting. Interesting. And she started as a receptionist 29 years ago, and now she is the CEO of the company. And last is February 27th, 1988, figure skater Debbie Thomas became the first African-American to win a medal. She won a bronze medal at the Winter Olympics Games. So, yeah, that's just some Black history, Black folks doing good work. Um, Ramona Hood, she was actually on the skim from the couch podcast not too long ago. Um, but her story is very interesting about how she didn't think she was going to get this job. And she was a single mother at 19 and she got it. And she ended up just like having a lot of support in the company. And now she's CEO, a black woman CEO of a, a major company, which I'm like, wow, I, I really want that story for a lot more people to feel like they feel supported and not that they have to like, granted that was 29 years ago she started. So maybe things were different, but I do feel like now it's kind of like, black talent has to like jump around and then never feel supported. So I, I do like that story. And I hope that, you know, a lot of people have that same journey too. But yeah, that's, that's it for this week of black history. Happy black history month. So for black professionals, we love this week. I want to highlight Tariro. Sorry, but she also goes by Tari. So sorry if I got your, your name wrong, Tari Kadamiri. Um, she's the founder and CEO of Hama Beauty and also the creator of official Lax Girl Twitter moniker. I have never met Tari in real life, but she is the coolest person Um I like to think of her. She's, she's my friend. Um, but Tari was born in Zimbabwe and moved to the U.S. in 2014 with her family. Shortly after moving, she discovered a love for lacrosse and started sharing her passion for the sport on Twitter. And if you guys don't know, lacrosse is a very white sport. Um, and she was able to garner over 18,000 followers. And she is like a very prominent figure in the lacrosse community. Um, she's um, she's a U.S. lacrosse, Sean Coffs. Sankova, you know, I can't talk today. Clinic series lead uh, clinician and a member of the board of directors for the, I'm going to mess this up. You know what? Skip this. <laughs> I'm butchering this bio, um, but I really admire Tari because of just the person she is, the businesswoman she is. Um, she also created Hama Beauty. So she's the founder and CEO. It's a data science powered e-commerce platform that's dedicated to makeup and skincare needs. Um, also, mind you, she's in her early 20s. So I'm just like, I'm just really excited to see what she does next. Yeah, she follows so-called Oreos because I always be seeing her tweets. And um, yeah, she always tweets nice stuff about us and Amari, especially. Um, She's super but, supportive. <laughs> yeah, very supportive. Um, maybe we should have her on to talk about lacrosse and white sports. Well, you guys could probably do that interview because I don't know anything about lacrosse. I know nothing about lacrosse either, so. We could either do that with her and lacrosse or we could do that with her and her skincare company or like her 
her platform because she's really into skincare too. Yeah, I saw that too. And then I was like, this bitch is 24. The fuck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Wow. I'm doing nothing with my life. But remember, guys, everyone is on their own timeline. Don't look at her story and feel bad. You're right. Yeah. You're right. We're You're just right. highlighting her as well as you guys who yeah. we will highlight too. So this week's discussion is about love. So I know that when this episode, I know that was, that was weird. Anyway, when this episode comes out, it's going to be a little bit past Valentine's Day, but we still thought that it would be fun to just do an episode about love and romance. And we want to get a little bit more intimate with you guys and share some of our experiences with love and dating and and friendship and other relationships that have just been really, really positive for us. I feel like sometimes we spend a lot of time kind of like shitting on guys and shitting on romance and, and, and shitting on dating and be like, ah, sing a black woman. Um, so we just thought that having a positive episode about love was way overdue. Um, so I guess I'll launch it and talk about my thoughts and, and feelings about Valentine's Day. And it's, I, I have very weird mixed feelings about Valentine's Day because I hate that argument that like, it's so dumb. It's a capitalistic venture. And like, I get it, but whatever. I think it's really important to celebrate love. Um it makes people happy. Love is a thing because it's a thing, you know, it's not just bull crap. But at the same time, I do get a little sad because I feel like I look around and I see a lot of people who have experienced love in ways that I've wanted to experience it. Um, so I get a little sad because I feel like I haven't had that yet, but I try not to be and just, you know, be happy for other people who are in love and kind of look at the fact that I've had a lot of great experiences, regardless of if they were that picture perfect, meet cute, romantic moment. So, yeah. Amari, you want to go? Um, yeah, I guess I would. I just like, OK, I'm not going to act like if I had if I had a person, I would probably very much love to be romanced on Valentine's Day. But I also do think it's weird that it's like it's February 14th. Everyone like get out the candy, get out the flowers and let's participate in this like timed day to show affection. And then I think it makes it more muddled now today with like social media, because I'm just like, are y'all just doing this because you want to or are you doing it because you want to show it to people and have them confirm something about your relationship. I mean, honestly, like if I was in a relationship, no one would probably know. I've always said this, like I move quietly. Y'all might just, the people in my life will maybe like, they will know, they will come to my wedding. That's when, that's how people will know I'm married. If you came to the wedding, if you didn't, you don't get to know. Um, and I just like, I don't, I just, I guess it's, it's become like at the base. Yes. I like Valentine's day. I like that you can show affection to people and like it's something cute to celebrate, but I don't like the performance of it, what it has become. And it's just like, or like even with like self-love, a lot of people are like, oh, it's about self-love. So I'm loving myself today. I bought myself these flowers. Okay, chick, I bought myself flowers too, but I'm not posting it on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, TikTok. It's just not necessary. I think, yeah, no, I think you made awesome points because, um, yeah, I think you said a lot of great things. I think it becomes performative and like 
I'm kind of like you, Mari. Like when I was in a relationship, I'm just like more so. I guess this is my personality. I'm more so like to myself, and like I just think it's for me like corny and a little tacky to be like shout out to my Valentine like on Instagram. I just think it's I, I that's me. I'm not saying it's corny if you guys want to do that. I'm just saying for me, I just think it's a little corny and like, and I just think people are doing too much. Like I just feel like it's yeah keep some things to yourself like it just seems performative where it's like this is my valentine's day i have to do this and like i was on instagram and i was like oh i don't think people still post about valentine's day i don't know why i thought that of course i go on instagram for like two seconds people like have pictures of them like making out i'm like i don't need to do all that like it's a little too much it's just like seems fake it seems like i'm gonna overdo it on instagram and i think i love what you said about the self-love thing because i someone tweeted this too someone was like you can have self-love too but it's also like okay to want um to be romanticized too and i think that's a good point because i think again people do it over the top where they're overcompensating for something and for me for people who are like always about like self-love you gotta love yourself which yes you do but people who are already about that life don't need to keep saying that so like you doing all that and posting it all the time and every single day that already tells me that you're a little bit insecure and you're like searching for something you know what i'm saying so it's like And I just hate how, like, not everyone is on that self-love journey because some people are quite honestly past that. Like, I don't think anyone needs to tell me, like, Kia, just love yourself first. Like, do you know me? I think I'm, like, the greatest thing ever. Like, I don't think I need to go any higher. I can... I can agree with that so much because I found myself weirdly enough scrolling through Instagram last night and just getting mega annoyed at all of these. You're still valuable. Even if you don't have someone remember to love yourself. And it's like, bro, I've been working real, real hard to love myself. And it's not a bad thing to feel a little lonely today because I feel like I've been loving me and working on myself my entire damn life. Exactly. It's not a bad thing to say that I'm at a point in my life where I feel like I have a lot to give someone else. And I would love to be able to do that. It's not a bad thing. That doesn't mean I don't like myself when I talk about the fact that I'm sad, that I've never really been in a honest and true relationship where someone was like, I definitely want to be with you. That's not a bad thing mm-hmm. when I talk about that. It's not. And people like, I think it's, it's either like you have to be one or the other people are like, you either have to be in a relationship or you have to be like happy that you're not in a relationship and totally into yourself and all like what you can be. But again, I think and like to your point is like, usually my corny ass would participate because I'm single and I'd be like every year, I'd like post something about myself, like some stupid thing, like, you know, I'm a flower that keeps on bloomer or some shit. And I looked at it and I was just like, I'm not going to post this year because one, I don't actually care. And two, like, I'm kind of like you where I've reached a point where it's like, yeah, I actually do really like myself. I like what I'm about and what I can give. And I just want to be, I want someone, I want to be in a relationship where someone can give that to me. And I don't think that's wrong to say. Like, I don't think so either. I want a partner in life. Like, why do we have to act like, like you can, like, you got to be fine without having like a partner. Yeah, And it's natural to feel like lonely. I just, I, yeah, like you said, it's either one or the other. It's like this whole self-love kick, like kick you in the face or it's like, I'm in a relationship, all this stuff. But I think like when I was younger, um, I think I was just like a romantic teen, like most girls are. And I was just like, when I get to high school, I'm gonna have a boyfriend and like all this stuff. And then of course I got to high school, it was crickets. It was looking a little quiet for your girl. So <laughs> then I started, I think, being a little bitter about it because I was like, ah, um, didn't have like someone until like 19. So I think I was a little bitter at, at, at that time. But then um, when, when I got to like, 
Oh, I, I had Valentine's Day with my ex, and I think, like, the last time we spent it together, it was just bad. We got in, like, a huge fight. It was, like, terrible. And I was like, this is the last Valentine's Day I'm spending with this man. And then we broke up a couple of months later. <laughs> and then after that, I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to, um... I'm going to like buy myself Popeye's and watch this movie. And it was like the best Valentine's Day ever. Like I had so much fun. I was just eating like food I liked. I was watching stuff and I was like, oh my God, this was really fun. And then I started like celebrating with my parents, um, with my friends and we would go to like Valentine's Day brunch like every year. And like last year we went to like a tea house and it was just really fun because we just, and at that point, three of my friends were in relationships. So I, I like them for, for still like making the effort to like, kind of include me when they do have someone um but like when I started like you know putting it on like oh I'm gonna do this I'm gonna eat Shake Shack I'm gonna do what I really like and it just made it more fun and I hate that before that I will admit that I was a little bitter about it I was like ew people who post Valentine's Day suck (laughs) and now now that I'm like not like that I kind of like look it's weird to me that people are still like in their 20s and Twitter like being like ew don't do that because I'm like don't be that bitter person like it's there's no reason to like be bitter so I'm happy I'm not not that um page but I also think like yeah what sorry you can continue I just thought of a funny story that I want to make sure I share it's not about me but it's about something I saw on social media oh, yesterday that was the funniest okay. thing ever. yeah the last thing I would just say about Valentine's Day is that um which kind of like Amari, how you said, like you, you were like, oh, I want someone, something from like a partner and not from my parents or something like that. Um, I, I feel like I felt like that, that way for a while, but then like when I got older, obviously you started appreciate the things your parents do. And like every single year since I can remember, my parents have gotten me something. And I think before I was just kind of like, I want a boyfriend to do this. But now looking back, it's like, oh, that's really nice that like every single year my parents have included me and that's whether I had a boyfriend whether or not like consistently they have got me something and I'm like I do feel bad for people who like don't experience that because I think it's important to be like you can get love from other places and I think if we do that more as like parents and stuff like maybe people would feel a little better so now like I don't know going forward I'm like oh that that actually like means a lot that my parents like get me like a small thing that's it's like a $15 Shake Shack gift card or like my favorite candy but it, it does mean a lot so yeah yeah that's also upsetting myself I'm like why would I say that I didn't want that because I'm like I love that. Why would I say that? I was probably just in my feelings last Valentine's Day, feeling all bitter and alone. And now I'm like in a better place. And I'm like, mom, I want my, I want my presents back. Um, should we jump into our top romantic moments? Oh, yes. But first, can I just share yeah. this one quick Valentine's? Okay. So my friend posted on uh, Instagram that she had gone to um, a she went to a wine shop the other day on Valentine's Day and there was this woman in the wine shop who was like, it's Valentine's Day. Everyone should have a good day. And my friend says, yes. And then the woman looks straight at my friend and says like with a straight face, but not everyone will. And my friend was like, oh my that? God, that's so mean. <laughs> what was this woman possessed? Was like, like the fuck? Right, I'm like, she wasn't okay. She was like a witch. <laughs> Like who hurt? Oh no! Yeah, I hope I'm not like that. I don't. I really don't want to be that person. That's like just super bitter. I was like that, like immediately after my breakup. And looking back, I'm like, wow, I'm embarrassed that I was. I was like that. It was not a good look. Yeah, I'm. I'm trying not to become bitter grapes and and stay happy about it. Like I said, I love love. Love makes me really happy. But I am realizing that. <laughs> 
and this is me. I'm a little judgmental. I'm a Capricorn. What can I say? But if I'm looking at a relationship and there are things that I don't approve of, I get very annoyed. I get like, you don't deserve love. Mm. Um, so I need to get over that because who am I to decide who deserves love? But I have to work on that too, though, because I'd be judging the shit out of people. I'd be judging. I'd be judging. It is what it is. I'm going to be honest about it. You know, it's funny. I'm not a... I'm actually, I'm a judgmental person, but that's the one thing I've never like felt like, you know, like, why is that person or they don't deserve it? Or I'm just kind of like, I want that too. I think so. I had to realize that like, not everyone's, not everyone wants to like be the best they want to be and like get a partner that brings out the best with them. Like some people just want to be comfortable. Like I had to realize that like, that's, that's not what I want, but it's, it's okay if other people want that because I feel like a lot of times I'm just like, oh, I want my friend to be the best. I want her to have the best. I want her to dump this man. He's not the best. But it's like, that's not really up to me to, to say. If, if she wants this boring dude and he just is there, I, I got to like accept that. So I I think like talking to like my friends, I'm like, oh, okay, we're not we're not all trying to get the same thing and that's okay. So I'm, I'm doing it like better of being more accepting of like that type of thing. I'm working on it. I still got a ways to go. Cause yeah. I just be like, you did some dumb shit. So low key, I'm not about to talk to you for a little while. Oh, I still do that too. I, I, I'm I not going to tell way. you that, but I might, it might be looking a little quiet yeah. from me for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but I definitely feel like I need to get over it because I was that girl too. And moving on to love and romance. Um, I think in talking about these romantic moments, I have to give you guys a little bit of um, background. Um, I was in, I would say a nine year situationship. I mean, it it started out with me and the guy being, um, hmm. Did it start out with us being friends? Because to be completely honest, it started out with him liking me and me not liking him and then us deciding to be friends. And then from there being friends, we became very intimate friends very quickly. And then I liked him. He didn't like me. He was dating other people. I didn't like him. He liked me. It was just really nine years of this back and forth kind of on and off situation where it was like, okay, you know, we finally like each other, but you're living in a different place than I am. So let's just call it a friendship and, and be that. Um, and then I would say in 20, late 2017, early 2018, we finally lived in the same city. Um, and we unofficially were dating for about a year and a half, two years, something like that. Uh, and it was beautiful at time, times, toxic at other times. Um, to this day, he probably may even say that, just call me his best friend instead of acknowledging the fact that we were really in a relationship. But I ain't doing that today. We are in a relationship. I consider him my ex-boyfriend. So there you go. I, I feel like I just had to tell you guys that in order to tell you more about the situation, you know? Mm-hmm. And call it what it exactly. is. Exactly. I'm, I'm calling a duck a duck. I'm sick for the past nine years. I was doing that weird tiptoe bullshit of just being like, he's my best friend. It's like, no, I was in love with that nigga. He wasn't my best friend. My bad. I was in love with that N-word, that man. He wasn't oh, my best friend. I'm not friend. judging you. Yo, I was so, I'm so desensitized. I did not even catch you that. Did it. Yeah, I didn't either. I've been wondering lately if I should like 
clean it up when I was around my um my brother's family <laughs> well my, oh, they're white <laughs> they are and at the dinner table I said molly wop and I was like hmm do they even know what that means should I say molly wop in front of white people should I clean that up <laughs> I'm not cleaning it up I'm, I was, it is what it is yeah I had a feeling where I was like this is how I talk I'm not about to censor myself they cool with it they know yeah. me. They've known me for years at this point. So I'm going to say Molly Wap. Molly Wap it is. <laughs> but <laughs> I digress. Um, so I would say like one of the most romantic things that um, he's ever done. It was for my 25th birthday. Um, he really wanted to take me somewhere and was basically like, I'm going to surprise you, take you somewhere. You're not going to know where it is. And mind you, my birthday is in January. So it's like, what all can you do in New York City in January? Um, So the first thing he did was he uh, met up with me after work, which actually I was walking with Kia to the restaurant. I had no clue. I just thought he and I were going to a restaurant together. And then I get inside and Amari and Rachel are there. And I'm like, what? Had no clue they were going to be there. And then we went to go see into the Spider-Verse together. I'm pretty sure Amari and Rachel were asleep. They fell asleep completely, but I enjoyed it. I loved it. Um, And then that weekend, he took me to uh, Beacon, New York. He rented an Airbnb, a nice little cottage. There was a snowstorm. Um, So before the snowstorm, there are like waterfalls all throughout Beacon. And it's just this beautiful, quiet town a few hours upstate. Um, And we walked through the town. It was beautiful. Then we got snowed in and it was just like a nice romantic time. And that was like the most anyone's ever done for me. And after really having this tumultuous, long relationship, it was really beautiful for him to do all that stuff for me. So, yeah, that was my romantic moment. Number one, someone else can talk now. I'm okay with you going all through because it's probably with the same person, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, just 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 tell us the rest of the moment. (laughs) I will disclaim that I do feel like a little self-conscious, not in like a bad way, but it's definitely a note for me that it's like the same person for all of this, you know, but I I think at least you got to experience, though. Yeah, that's you know, like the main important thing where it's like, OK, I've experienced this and I'm grateful for it. It's like, thank you more, please. That's, yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. And I think I can take a step back and look at all the bad shit that happened in our relationship. But when I think of little moments or just little things with him, I'm like, that was just such a beautiful time that I would never, ever, ever take back for a million years. I mean, we were going down memory lane on the in the Oreos group chat and I was looking at videos of he and I together just to kind of get myself in the mood and it was just so funny I mean not only was he like my lover he was my best friend like he was my person I knew what he was thinking I knew what he was feeling I knew what things he would do in certain situations and it was beautiful to have experienced that for as long as I did um the second moment so I threw my back out (laughs) I threw my back out because like I had these long heavy braids and I yawned and my neck had like a terrible kink in it I know Bitch, you turn 25, it all goes down the drain. It all goes down the drain. 
because it's just funny because when you anyone says throw your back out I feel like the, the moment they hear that well maybe I'm just weird but my mind goes sexual yeah of course and then for you to get them for you to be like nah it's because I got some heavy <laughs> nah girl I'd be limber in the bedroom sorry mom sorry I'm sorry but anyway I threw it out because I had these heavy ass braids Kia and I are dying on the zoom chat right now <laughs> anyway I had these heavy ass braids. I yawned, threw my neck out. Then from there, and before that, years ago, I threw my back out too when I was like 22. I had back problems. I had scoliosis. But from then on, my back just gets tight every now and again. And it'll get to the point where it's hard for me to do things, especially if I'm not working out regularly, eating healthy, moving around, my back will mess up. So I had a back spasm at work. <laughs> And I had to like run to the bathroom or try to run to the bathroom to like breathe in and out and like stretch and stand because literally I was sitting at my desk like like trying to hold in the pain. It was, oh my God, it was terrible. And I knew that like, I can only walk straight up. I cannot bend. I can't do much. And I think I like was just texting him and I was like, I threw out my back. And actually he th- he's thrown out his back before too. Tall people shit, man. So I told him about it and he understood immediately. So he was basically like, I can come over after work. Like I can help you out, whatever you need. And it got progressively worse throughout the day. So I think I may have called him right after I got out of work or he called me or something. And I was like, dude, I don't even know how I'm going to get home. So he met me at home. He helped me like take my shoes off. Um, he like helped me go to my bedroom. He helped me lay down. He just like really took care of me. And he's like, he's not that type of person that will do things without being told. I don't know if that's a guy thing. I don't know if that's oh, so, so he's a, a guy man. thing. That's a guy yeah. Thing. Yeah. He he just like won't think about it unless I'm like, I need this from you. Um, but in that moment, he was just completely there for me and did it without being told. Um, and I feel like in that relationship, I was so often the caregiver, the emotional caregiver, the emotional support. And for him to have done that for me, that was just like a big, it was a big deal. Um, and then the third moment. The homies. I want to highlight the homies because this doesn't all have to be about, I don't know, romantic partners. Can you find romance and friendships in a plutonic way? Yeah. (laughs) So two instances I wanted to highlight was just um, my homie, Sarah, like my sister from another mister. I uh, sent her a necklace that I was really in love with. And I was like, oh my God, I love this necklace. Buy it for me one day. Um, just not expecting anything from it. We were just talking about how cute it was. And then once I got laid off in May, a few days later, I get this package and I'm like, oh my God, she sent me the necklace without like me saying anything. She just sent it to me. And I was just, I was so touched. I cried. I was, this was like the height of quarantine. I was in my garage crying. Um, And then the other thing for my birthday, when I turned 26, the homies all came to Atlanta because, you know, my friend Alexis moved to Atlanta. 
Rachel moved to Atlanta, Amari was in South Carolina and everyone just like gang gang came to Atlanta. And I was like, wow, this is great. And we did stuff for my birthday. So it was very touching for me. Oh, those are all great things. All great moments. Um, I guess I'll go next. I, I'll, I'll, I have to remember what I said. I said, ooh, I hate talking about the stuff, but I will. Um, <laughs> it took a lot for me to, to, to come up with stuff for this episode. Um, so romantic things. Honestly, I think a lot of them are like from my parents still. So I do want to highlight that because um, I think they always like my birthday is also in December. So it's like always snowing. Um, but I remember one year my parents surprised me with um, going to a Rutgers basketball game because we would always go to Rutgers, New Jersey, um, women's basketball, which was D1. And he like surprised like thinks like six of our friends and we all went to the basketball game it was really nice because it was it was snowing like we didn't have school that day but they, they still took us to have like a nice birthday so I think things like that were like very nice um and so I'm very grateful for those type of things um in terms of like guys I remember my ex kind of did something with the with Janae's necklace so I think we were talking about I was talking about this like ring that I wanted it was like a panda ring because pandas are my favorite animal and I sent it to him and I was just like oh my god this is so cute and then the day he like asked me to be his girlfriend he gave me that panda ring and it was very sweet um did very well and then I think the first valentine's day I was getting into like zodiac signs and astrology at the time and he had got like my sign and his sign like intertwined in a necklace and I thought that was very that was very very sweet because I just thought that was super thoughtful um and he like we went to build a bear because I'm really into like stuffed animals and bears and he um planned this whole dinner and it was just very nice and I was just like so taken aback because I had never experienced anything romantic at that time like at all so I was just like wow this is like really nice and it, it kind of sucks because it, it was that and then I think about the last Valentine's Day we spent together it was just like us arguing he didn't really give me anything I think he got like he got like chocolates I don't really like he got flowers and like it's very apparent that I don't like flowers um if you know me <laughs> or plants and he get, like it was just it, it was almost like he just like we got you a plant. No, I like th- no, I like the plant. I don't like flowers because the flowers like die, die like right away. So it's for me, it's kind of like I like the gesture, but like I just, I just never been like but a flowers I'm, person. Maybe I'm a weirdo, but I like me some dead flowers too because they keep really nicely they, and yeah. they look like moody. But maybe that's me. Or no, like you I can like put that. them in a book and press them. Th- yeah, that's cute. I've just never been like super into like flower so it's I, I know he tried I don't want to like make him sound bad I feel like you're I feel like you're practical too you rather am. be like okay if it's an edible flower I'll take that I'm a very practical like simple person when it comes to gifts so for me it's like I just don't like extra stuff I don't like th- like just things that take up space I don't and it was just a little disappointing because at that time we were dating for like three years and like it's almost like he had planned so much into this first first day together and then it was just I don't know it was just like very upsetting and I think that's when I knew I was like this is the last valentine's day we're gonna spend together like i just like knew it in my heart i was just like it is what it is like it just sucked um but like at the first time it was it was nice um and what what else did i say oh yes okay so this guy who um we were friends kind of like we were kind of into each other but i was kind of the one who wasn't letting it get further i think because i was scared or maybe i 
thought I liked him more than I actually did. Okay, that's on me. I, I will admit that. Um, that was definitely my fault. But he's a very nice guy, and we still talk to this day. Um, he's very sweet, and he's just he's just a very thoughtful person. Like he sent um chocolates to my job in Brooklyn, which was really nice. Um, very, very sweet. And I was not expecting that. And then he also, he, I mean, he does a lot of things. He sent flowers to like my parents' house during quarantine. Um, just because I was having like, I don't know why he did that. I think it just cause I was like having a really shitty time. Um, and then he, I was on Twitter and I was talking about what I want for my birthday. Like what, what outfit I'm going to pick for Vegas. So it was like between these two outfits. And I was like, I did a whole poll on Twitter. I was like, someone help me get this outfit. (laughs) So I ended up going with one outfit. And then he actually gave me, like he bought the other outfit that I didn't get um, because I posted about it, which was very nice. And I feel bad because like we never dated, but he's still generally a great person. I I feel bad, but like, you know, he's just not the one for me. Um, And that's okay. I don't think I'm the one for him, but it's, it is nice to say that guys can do that. And I think it's like important for guys to remember that you have to like keep doing that. Don't just like do it the first year and then not do it or like, I don't know, just to, you got to keep the energy. Yeah. If you're going to go that, if you're going to go that high, that's why you, that's why I feel like you do gradual you steps do gradual. because if you start up here and then just, yeah, it's not going to work. Yeah. So those are just some moments. Um, yeah. That, that was, oh, there's one more moment, which I thought was really nice. I don't think it was like had that much energy in it, but God took me out for my dinner, for dinner for my birthday, the day after my birthday last year. And it just meant a lot because I feel like I just never had that experience with a guy on my birthday. Cause you know how I feel about my birthday. Um, Cause at the time I was, when I was dating my ex, I was like really young and he was young and he didn't really have money. So like, we didn't really get to do anything like nice. I mean, he tried, I'm still grateful for it, but it was nice to be like, Oh, I'm going to, you get to wear something nice. You look great. I'm going to take you out to this nice restaurant. You don't have to worry about paying for it. It was just so simple, but it was so nice. And I was like, wow, I've never experienced this. I would like to like continue to experience like adult things like that, which again, yesterday I had the epiphany, like, Oh, I don't, I feel like I've never really had like an adult relationship or felt like an adult dating. Cause all these guys just like do the bare minimum, you know? I don't know if anyone else feels that way. The more you two have talked, the more I've realized I have actually not been romanced <laughs> by someone that I was looking to be like, not, I mean, I've had romantic things like platonically, like my friend, Chris, who we like write letters to each other because that's just like, we're just like those people. And he like has like a wax like he has a wax stamp that he'll stamp with it. And you know, my, like my period love and movie ass is like, Oh my God. Um, and I love, and I love that. And it's just like a update. Like I came back to North Carolina and he had sent me one for the new year. Just like, you're almost done with your grad program. Really proud of you. Like X, Y, and Z. And it's, it was just, it's like really sweet. And also I just don't think I, to me, it's like people, like he took the time to get the stationery, then to write the note and then to send it. And like, that's something that I really appreciate. Kind of like, I guess like, a combination of like quality time, but like not even with me, but then acts of service and it's unexpected or like my sister just be like buying me stuff. I'll just say something and she'll be like, oh, you need this. And she'll just send it to me. And it's the sweetest thing ever. And I think I've been lucky with like my parents and my sister or my friends is that they do so many of those moments for me that I don't, maybe, maybe it's just me like not be, I'm grateful, but maybe like me taking it for granted because there's so many of those moments that I forget about all the little things that they do for me um, that like add up and mean a lot. But romantically, nah, 
I mean, I don't, I'm embarrassed to even say my romantic moments now because they're so bare bones and weird. Oh, no, like, you should say them. I think they're nice. <laughs> and, and disclaimer, kind of like Janae, they're all with the same person. I pray they never listen to this episode, but I'm also not worried about that. Um, so like one was, I'm trying to remember them. Oh, like one I'm always embarrassing myself. So what was we, you know, um, we stayed up late one night and then went to a diner. I'm lactose intolerant. I don't know why I took it upon myself to have one coffee does not do good things for me. Then I put milk in this coffee. So we go back to his place. We're sleeping. We're both fall asleep. (sighs) Guys, I let out the biggest fart and it woke me up out of my sleep. And it woke him up. I was like, okay, I'm gone. I'm like trying to get out of the bed and he's laughing, but then he like pulls me and he's like, no. And so we're just like here resting in my fart. And I was just like, oh my God. But my dad always said, he's in a if you find a man that can just make it through your farts, you better keep them. Um, Cause they're a little bit deadly, but it's a human, it's a body, it's a normal body function guys. So don't judge me for farting. Um, the second one, again, me embarrassing myself was we like decided to take a shot before going to a comedy show. Um, but I had not eaten all day and I, and it was, um, white rum. And if y'all know anything about white rum, that's just like, not a good thing. Like, why would you take a shot of that? And it was like, uh, it's like, it's a, it was a gray something. Was I can't remember the, the brand. No, I can't remember the brand. I think it was like a Jamaican white rum. And if you know anything about Jamaican white rum, again, don't play, took the shot immediately threw it up. Um, and he like started to like immediately started to clean up my vomit. And then I felt so embarrassed. And I think he felt bad that I felt embarrassed. So he kissed me before I even had a chance to like brush my teeth. And I was like, you're weird. I, I, that was sweet though. Um, Uh, yeah, he must really like you. No, no. Um, and, and, and then the last one was that like, I went to go visit him in, in California one time and it was like my last night and we're, he was like, okay, we should go to like dinner or whatever to like commemorate the whatever, the trip. So we go and I mean, granted it was cold because <laughs> we're like up in the mountains, but we could like, I can't remember the city it was, but we could like see over the city uh, and it was like really nice. And we were just like sitting there eating and he was just like looking at like, just like looking at me. Um, he's like, I just feel like I'm wasting time like being like in this moment. Like, I just want to go back to the Airbnb and just like hold you. And I was like, that's really sweet. That's really sweet. So I think it's more like, maybe I'm just so bare bones that like, it's like simple things. I think like those are, that. those are big things though. I think those are big things too. Right. But then I like, cause we were, we even though we weren't able to make the group watch work for everyone because uh, Netflix party was not yeah, on our side that, guys. on Friday, we were able to watch together and text about it. And that song where it's like, do I love you because you're wonderful or are you wonderful because I love you? And that's the one thing I'm always like thinking about in like situations. I'm like, are you actually good? Or is it like, do things appear good in my head just because like, I have those feelings for you. So it's like sometimes moments like those where I'm just like, "Hmm." that's real, right? That's real. Good for thought. I guess we should move on to our next point of what do we want to say to the men that we've loved before? I didn't prepare for this, so I think I'm just going to fly off the cuff. Go, go. I think the big thing that I 
want to say is to not get yourself into situations if you're not ready for them. I think a a common theme that I've seen with men that I've been in situationships with, which to be completely honest, it's only been about two. It's this theme of like, I really like you, but I don't want to be in a relationship. And to all of those guys out there, I want to say, if you don't want to be in a relationship with someone, be upfront from giddy up and don't start doing all that extra shit like calling and texting and talking about what our kids would look like, uh, talking about taking trips together. Listen, both of the men that I've been with have done this. And then, of course, that's that's mean. You can't be talking about our non-existent children and not expect me to be like, okay, so that's where we're moving towards that. No, it's psychopath, but I think most guys are psychopaths. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm for real, for real, because I don't think that's normal. I don't think it's it's normal to like want to manipulate people. I think that's weird. Yeah, yeah. And I don't even, and I don't think that they see it that way. I think they see it as this is a girl I like and we're having a fun conversation, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I, you know, want to be in a relationship with you just because we're talking about what ifs. And I I would say to men like that, who are kind of like, I just want to have fun. I don't want to be in a relationship, then be upfront and take that L. If a girl is like, well, I want to be in a relationship. I don't just want to have fun, you know? be upfront. Um, and I also want to say to, you know, just a situation with my big ex. And I know that there are like a lot of people who have been in that situation. I can take responsibility too, because there were several times where I should have walked away where I didn't. And I didn't walk away because I was comfortable. I didn't walk away because it was easier to have someone than to not have someone. So I can definitely take blame too, because that was nine years of bullshit that I didn't deserve that I took because I didn't think I deserved any better. I'm just going to piggyback off of what you said, Janae, because that I feel that. Um, and I think like, I think there are like two separate things I would like to say, like to the guys that I've loved and also to the guys that I could have loved, but didn't give myself the opportunity to love because I was also. Snaps. <laughs> snaps because there are I am no, seeing I'm sorry, real quick I am seeing a trend that there have been a lot of men who have liked me I didn't like myself enough mm-hmm. to give it a chance I didn't like myself enough to pursue relationships or put myself out there I am realizing at the ripe age of 27 that there are a lot more of opportunities with love and romance that I could have had that I just I just yeah. didn't believe in myself. I think it's a combination of feeling like I don't deserve it. And then a combination of being stuck on the people that I loved and who weren't giving me what I needed. And I think that's what like now I'm like reaching that point where it's like, no, I'm very aware of what I need and I deserve that. And I should move towards that um, to the guys I would love to the guys I have loved. It's um, kind of like similar to 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 Janae, it's like twofold. Like it's my fault because I allowed myself to stay in a situation that I knew was not serving me. Um, but they also gave me enough where I think they think I could have been satisfied and stayed. And then they got comfortable with me. And then, and then me wanting to leave became more so, but I do X, Y, and Z for this person. And I feel like 
there are emotions like they're like I I don't want to hurt that person because I know I do do something for them where it's like I'm a and that sounds bad like an emotional like I'm worried about your feelings because I feel like an emotional support dog I guess but I've allowed I've allowed myself to be that and it's just like I think I'll just I always said that you know if someone gave me the opportunity to love them they would they would I think they would like what I have to give, but I also think to the guys I've like, good luck finding someone who was ready to do what I was ready to do for you and was actually doing for you without even having a label. Like you got a lot from me. And this is why I'm angry, yo, because I'm like, damn, I was giving so much energy to these boys who like could not call what we were doing what it was, which is a relationship, dude. Like it's a relationship and I'm giving this, all this goodness to you when I could be giving it to myself. Or someone else. You are preaching. You are preaching. The feeling that I have right now is you will never, you will never, never find a woman like me. Never. I'd never. Like to see you try. Good luck. Good luck. Mm, good looking. You wish. Smart. On her shit. Like on the come up. Like you wish you could do what I am doing and I am still giving this all to you. But now I'm going to redirect that. She's preaching right now. Oh, no, I think that's all great. I will say I kind of felt the way that you guys felt after the first guy. The conversation. What, what conversation? Oh, okay. oh, that the one that you had recently. Oh, no, no. I felt the way that you guys felt like you're saying now, like you'll never find someone, whatever. Um, I felt that way about this one guy who I started talking to, like the first situation ship after I broke up with my boyfriend. Um but then it then it made me sad because I was like, in order to appreciate someone, you have to you have to like know them in a way. Does that make sense? In order to like appreciate what I lost, I have to I have to know like really know who you are. Does that I, I don't know if I'm making sense. But what I realized because I was saying that too, I was like, you're never gonna find someone who will put up with this and do this and do all the stuff with you. But then I'm like, wait, you never actually appreciated me. You actually never really got really tried to know me. So you actually don't know everything I've have to offer, even though I was giving it to you, but you never really tried to like go deeper. You never really tried to know me. So you so you're actually never going to appreciate this, which is sad, but it was it was true. And it's what I I just had to accept because I was like wow, you, you just actually, you never tried. So I can do all this. And if you're not trying to get to know me, you're not going to know who I am. And I do feel bad because it's like, I feel like there are a lot of girls who will put up with this shit though. And so they might not be as good as you, but like they will put up with, with your dumb shit. And that has nothing to do with me anymore. It doesn't. So I'm okay with it. But you know, that does, that was just a harsh reality that I had to learn. Um, oh, off of that, even though I said you'll never find someone, I do still low key that they find love. Like I, I really do truly want them to be happy and find peace within themselves because I feel like a lot of the guys that I've like, I just think that it's not to be corny and be like, it's you and it's not me, but I do think they have to work on a lot of things within themselves and they are just not in the place to give that to someone. But it's them recognizing that they're not in the place, but then also still entertaining someone else. And I think that's just where you get in trouble and that's not fair. Same, 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 same. I can 100% agree. Um, I'm trying to think of what I wrote down. So I think this is grouping in about, I can think of three people. 
that I'm grouping in this whole thing. So not all things relate to all three, but just what I want to say. I said, I hope they find the person that's right for them because I still generally hope that, like Amari said. Um, and then I said, I hope you do realize that the things you did wrong in the past, I hope you like realize that they were wrong so you don't keep bringing that to someone else because I don't think anyone deserves that type of thing. Um, I said, I hope you acknowledge your daddy issues because everyone I date has daddy issues. I don't know why, but it affects you. And honestly, for real, for real, I, you guys always say girls have daddy issues, but every single guy I've talked to has daddy issues. So, um, and I said, I hope you don't bring that shit into the relationship. Um, I said, kind of like Janae said, I said, I hope if you really don't like a girl, you stop lying to her and stop wasting her time. Don't make her believe that there's a potential future at Gaslight Her when she holds you accountable. Um, I said, I hope you actually tried to get to know someone beyond looks and being nice because I think a lot of guys... Maybe it's personally, I feel like they approach me because they're like, she's cute and she's nice, but there's just so much more to me. And I just feel like they never really tried to like get that. Um, and I said, it's okay to date around to find the person your person but it's not okay to use people and string them along and be selfish to get what you want kind of like Janae said if you don't want a relationship that's fine but I think a lot of guys just are so selfish and they're like I'm going to use them because I can't be alone and I want fun and it's like it's okay to want to have fun but it's there are people at the end of that receiving that and they keep they remember that and they keep with that like I think people are just like well I can just like do whatever because I'm trying to find my person it's like you can but there's no reason that you need to hurt people on the way because I think you know people have are affected by it way more than you think and it's just really selfish and it's not a good look so that's what I had to say really quick just on things that we want in the future um I said that I just want to tap into love languages more and be more aware of that with partners moving forward have tons of open communication and um have someone that you know, does things just because someone that's not afraid of being romantic and someone where there's no kind of wall of, you know, maybe I don't, I don't like this, so I'm not going to do it for you. I want someone who will be willing to go the extra mile for me. I feel I deserve that. Okay. What did I say? Let me look at my notes. Um, I said like things I want for myself and also just people in general. I said, I hope that I get to experience a lot more fun and healthy dating because I had this idea that maybe I'm trying to think I'm also coming to this realization like maybe I just just had a misconception of what dating would be like in your 20s I just thought it would be more fun and healthy um and I think that's why I don't do it that much because it seems to always just be very negative and people using me and I just don't like it so I just don't continue that but I I think it's possible to have fun dating and I had fun um with the last person I talked to so I'm like okay maybe I you know I want to have more fun healthy you know situations or dating experiences um I want to experience an adult serious relationship like I said or I'm happy meeting my forever partner whichever one comes next but I don't want to do the whole I'm going to stay with the situation ship and not be happy I don't want to do that anymore um and I I really want to be like appreciated and feel like I someone really wants to try to get to know me and appreciates me and I get what I deserve like I know I deserve um someone who is like genuine and someone who wants to like make sure that they know that I'm wanted and I would like to experience that um I also said I hope 
that I see black women getting treated the way they deserve and not being fetishized. Um, I said, I also hope that black women stop letting these white women fetishize them because it's really gross and you deserve more. Um, I said, I hope black people attempt to understand one another and love each other the way we deserve because I think there's just a lot of disconnect. No shade. It is mostly the guys. Um, <laughs> I said, I also hope I see fun and healthy da- dating for people and less toxic relationships. Um, do stuff for your life and not for Instagram and also set boundaries and um, get help if you need help. Like stop bringing that shit into the next relationship. It's not cute. It's weird. And get your help if you need to get help. That's and get help if you need to get help. Like seriously, get a therapist. We're getting too old for this shit. I don't need to hear about Sally who broke up with you in high school. I really don't. For real, for real. You're 32. Get over it. It is what it is. <laughs> like I'm, I'm sorry. Like stop bringing that shit up. Like it's weird. Get help. Talk to someone about it. Um, and stop with the instant gratification. Stop with the onto the next girl, onto the next girl, onto the next girl. That has to be tiring. It's not fulfilling. I know it's not. You not, you need to take time to get to know someone. And that's why the relationship gets better. You can't just be like instant gratification. It's weird. Grow up. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> I actually didn't add anything to this because I wasn't sure what I was going to say. Um, I don't like I just want everyone to, you know, find what they need um, in another person or in themselves. Um, I think I've kind of I've theorized with my parents that, like, I know one thing I want in life as a kid. And if I if I have a partner at that point that I'm ready, good. If I don't, I am having conversations and setting up things in motion that if I need to do this by myself, I will. Um, and I think that's just a cool place to be. And I feel like, uh, I want, I want that security for other people. Um, yeah, obviously I want black women to be loved because I love myself some black women. So I just feel like we're fucking awesome. Um, and the world needs to appreciate us the way we deserve to be appreciated. Um, yeah, I feel like that's really all I got to say for this one. Should we roll into social responses real quick? Yeah. Did you get any on Twitter? I don't think I got any for Twitter. I don't think I did. I don't think I did. Okay. I got some on Instagram and we just asked people what was the most romantic thing uh, that someone has done for you. Maybe shouldn't have asked that and looked at the answers myself because I was like, damn, that exists. Um, So someone for a year got breakfast in bed every Sunday. I I didn't know that was a thing. And every Sunday is a long time. Every Sunday for a year. Wow. I don't even, I can't even, how many weeks are there in a year? 52. Okay. Yeah. That's consistency. Someone said braid slash takeout slash maintain their hair. I think that is such an intimate, cute thing. Someone, cause I mean, especially how black women feel about our hair. I think, you know, that's just a very intimate thing to let someone help you take out your hair and do it for you. And that's also cool. You got, I mean, I don't know if this was, um, if you, if this was a man or a woman or whatever, either way, I think that's adorable. Um, last one is my ex-boyfriend once picked me up from Heathrow with a written sign of the love actually monologue. And I, adorable. Corny cute. Um, moving on to the shits really quickly. Um, Someone wrote in saying, I'm trying to find my purpose. I don't want to conform for a check. SOS. Baby girl, I'm thinking the only way that you cannot conform for a check is to get your own shit. 
do some soul searching, figure out what you want to do and figure out how to make that into a business. It's hard work. It's a lot, which is why most people don't do it. Um, But other than that, I would say really try to figure out what you like doing and what makes you happy and just figure out how you can make that into a job and make money off of it and know that that's going to come with some doing things that you don't want to do in order to pay the bills on the side. I think it's also, but I think there's an important conversation, which I've been seeing a lot on social media about you don't have to always monetize your hobby. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we're always telling people like, you know, you don't want to work for a capitalist or, you know, do stuff in the man, but it's like, but you're, you don't, have to always monetize your hobby either and sometimes when we monetize our hobby we don't like it anymore because now it's with all the real shit um so i think it's okay if you have a side hustle and not the goal is to like monetize it if it happens it happens but i think there we're always taught like do what you love and you have to do what you love and you have to like what you do and you have to monetize and it has to be and it's like that's very rare that's okay it's something i'm grappling with too um listen i'm the type of person i can't do a job that I don't like yeah it sucks because it's it's a lot of blows and it there's not a lot of things I like but you know there's a couple um I was fortunate to like my last job a lot now I'm grappling with well gotta find something else I like and I don't like science or math or shit that pays a lot of money which sucks um but I am okay with doing something that's not the perfect job, but I like it and I still learn and I'm okay with my having my podcast on the side. That doesn't make me a lot of money, and but it gives me a lot more happiness. So I just think sometimes find that balance too. That's a good point. That's a really good point. Um, Amari, if you didn't have anything to add, we'll go to the outro. I think the only thing I have to add is too is that like give your, I think also allow yourself the space to maybe grow into something that you may not have thought you liked but could like I mean I always wanted to be strictly just a writer like my goal in life was to be a writer for the New Yorker um and I thought it's really hard to get a staff writing position so maybe the way best way I can go about this is by doing social media turns out I'm not originally not I really and still today grapple with the idea of social as we know I'm not like the biggest fan of it but I participate in it and I'm actually kind of good at it but I do enjoy it too I don't enjoy it for me personally but I enjoy doing it for a brand um so I think also giving yourself that space to be like oh maybe there is a happy medium maybe I could still do a part of what I like but it's not at all the way and maybe that's better because honestly I don't if I was a full-time writer I don't know that I would want to be writing for myself all the time. And that is my outlet, like Kia said. Um, So that's all I had to add. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode. Uh, you can talk to us on social media at so-called Oreos, and you can email us at so-called Oreos at gmail.com with any questions or feedback. We want feedback. We love feedback. Give us the feedback. Um, you can listen to us anywhere. You get podcasts, and we would love if you could rate and subscribe and leave a review. Until next time. Bye. 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 I'm Shelby. And I'm Erica, and we're the hosts of the All Things Melanin podcast, a podcast dedicated to being open, honest, and transparent about real-life situations we go through as Black women and everything else we have to navigate as we strive to have it all. We don't hold back as we talk about dating and relationships, the good and the bad, our journey to building our brand and our careers, all mixed in with our crazy faith. We answer listener letters every week in our Mentor Moment segment, and let's just say we're honest. We're just two friends hyping other women up 
men too, trying to figure out life and living. Be sure to check us out at www.allthingsmillennial.org and join the All Things Millennial fam and listen wherever you listen to podcasts.